The Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Allarday here. Week nine of the college football season, everything's starting to get a little bit tighter. Um, obviously, we have a wedding we've talked about this Saturday. So, a lot of score checking on the phone when the bride and groom aren't looking. Even though he listens yes. to the podcast, he's probably going to be looking out for him. But if we know him, he will probably be doing the same. <laughs> I do, and he's looking down at his phone at the same time, just trying to get that cover. That's why I said for... We got to figure out, and I'm going to communicate with him. I don't really know all your picks you're going to give him out, and I'll find something. Oh, I like. you want me to be able to give you signs? No, I want to s- tell you what the scores are. Yes, I. Um, that would be perfect. Um, but no, we need a squad ride for his wedding night. So hard. Oh God, yeah. So like, I'm gonna, I'll piggyback off you, and we'll talk to him tomorrow. We're gonna have a squad ride. We're gonna be all over that game. Yeah, we got to figure that out. But. Um, before we get into the big games, though, there's a story I saw on the way here when I was scrolling through my phone. Um, that's... <laughs> yes, I was texting and driving. Or I, was, nice. I was scrolling through Twitter and driving. That's... I live in the middle of nowhere, dude. No one's... Like, middle of nowhere, nowhere, yet when I was driving to your house, there were three giant-ass combines on the road. Dude, I almost got ran off the road by a fucking semi, though, right before that. <laughs> Like, those, these farmers, dude, they're just like, I'm bigger than you, dude. You better get the hell off the road. Yeah, no shit. And then especially if you're on my road, like, any back road, like, in Ohio is they literally... They barely fit a car. What What is up with that? I I was asking uh, Jamie about that, like, last week. Like, why did they just decide, like, every country road in America is going to be smaller than a regular road? Yeah, no like, shit. When the, when the majority of people that live in the country have big-ass vehicles. Yes. Makes no sense. Yes. But listen to this. So... Let's talk a little basketball for like two seconds. Oh, great. I'm getting Here excited. we go. So, Raekwon Battle, Montana State transfer from a year ago. He was an like 18-point game scorer. He um, he led the Bobcats to the NCAA tournament last year and the year before. Got his waiver denied by the NCAA because this is his second transfer. He started out at Cal. And obviously, we know when it comes to if you're not a quarterback, you usually get him denied for a while. Very true. Well, listen to this. West Virginia's governor, Jim Justice, had a press conference about wait, it today. Wait, wait, wait. Their governor's last name really is Justice? Jim Justice. Jim, Jim Justice. Yeah, that's perfect for West Virginia. <laughs> yes, it is. He wrote it. He had a press conference about that specific, uh, basically expressing his like his disappointment that battle got denied of everything he is specifically going to fight the ncaa he's written a letter and he is trying to make his own appeal as the governor of west virginia to get raekwon battle eligible for this season i things like that and what missouri passed with the nil Mm -hmm. where if you commit to a school in state you can immediately earn nil while you're still in high school i believe that's the Letters yeah, because right? uh, they just had uh, five. One of the five stars that they have, uh, I've now Ware, I believe is how you pronounce his name, uh, five star defensive end who ended up committing to Mizzou, and he's already going to be able to benefit off of NIL. Unfortunately, missed out on one, uh, the other five star uh, wide receiver Ryan Wingo, who. It, for a while there, like obviously, I'm the guy for football that follows the recruiting out of the two of us the most. Mm-hmm. Wingo was very much up there with some of the like. Obviously, Jeremiah Smith, the Ohio State commit, is by far the best. This guy was number two from St. Louis. Unfortunately, I believe it was last night, committed to Texas. Yeah, I mean, because they can get their money, they just have to wait. Mm-hmm. But passing little things like that, because obviously if if you're a commit 
in the state of Missouri and you commit to Texas, just like he did, he cannot earn any NIL money yeah. until he steps foot on campus at Texas. Yes, which he's probably going to get a fair amount being a five-star. I fucking love that. When governors are trying to, and any state legislators are trying to pass laws to benefit your in-state colleges and give them any kind of competitive edge to keep players at home. Mm-hmm. Little things like that, and even like Jim Justice, going to war against the NCAA to get this kid eligible. Like I mm-hmm. think we needed a, a lot more of that Yes, to pass in the NCAA, or just nationwide, especially in a weird... like We're in the weirdest time of college sports that we've ever experienced by far. Yes. With everybody moving, the conferences are realigning left and right. You have NIL deals and... Some of them are legit, and some of them are basically pay to play. Yes. Like, why would you not give your schools? Like, it doesn't have to be just a school. Like, if you're in the state of Texas, you have how many like power programs in that state? So many. Not to mention some of the, even the little schools. Yes. Um, and then one other thing I want to say before we start, I know you end up falling asleep. Sam Houston State last night blows the lead to UTEP. Sam Houston State is the greatest 0-8 football team I've ever seen. Better than that Nebraska team that from... Well, they were 3-9. Oh, 3-9. Because I remember we said we want Arizona State to go 3-9 and nine, so we can always debate those two. Yes. But Sam Houston State literally could, will have a lead into the fourth quarter every single week, but just continues to find a way to blow it. Yes. But Connor, let's get into our picks here. Number 99 of the defense after he tackled the quarterback. He's giving them business down there. You know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. The work week is almost over. Sit back, relax, and get in on the action and enhance your game day experience. It's time for the bet, the Juice Podcast College Football Picks of the Week. All right, Connor, we'll start with the big games coming up here on Saturday. We'll start with the biggest cocktail, just the biggest cocktail party. Yes. I can never remember if it was in the world or whatever it is. But Florida is, or no, Georgia's coming to Florida. Georgia's laying 14 and a half points, over under set at 48 and a half. Um, I don't know if we said it on air, but we have talked about it in the past. Graham Mertz, after a like struggling to start the season, is kind of, like fell into his own little world and he's actually playing like competent football. Yes. And then obviously for Georgia, no Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Like, I have honestly no idea what to expect. I do not. I don't have a pick. I don't have a lean. Trying to figure out anything for this game. Uh, I mean, for me, this is, we're really going to learn a lot about both teams because now, for Georgia, this is where your schedule actually starts. Was the stretch like Florida, uh, Mizzou, then Ole Miss, and then who's after that? Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee. and then Georgia Tech. <laughs> Georgia Tech's one of those wild cards. Uh, but so when I was looking at this game, for me, the strength of uh, this Georgia defense is is it secondary? So my biggest question is, can the Florida can Florida get the run game going enough that they could get the play action going and actually get some balls going down the field for Graham Mertz? Now, he really hasn't been a quarterback that is like launching the ball down the field. He's more been like the short to intermediate route, like get your players in space. But um I mean how will Georgia's offense be without Brock Bowers? I mean, you said it, that he has been Beck's safety blanket. And, I mean, how will this offense be able to move without him? And can you finally get your run game going against a defense that got absolutely gashed by Kentucky? You haven't had any sort of run game this whole season kind of been leaning on Carson back wouldn't it just like little future bet if you want like anything on Carson Beck to win the Heisman you better be placing it now because if he goes through the stretch like he's getting without Brock Bowers 
and he's able to perform to he he's been getting better as the season goes. So like just real quick, uh just real quick on DraftKings, Carson Beck is right now thirty five and one. Exactly. Right now with the stretch that he has coming up, like Mizzou, Ole Miss, Tennessee, right now those teams are ranked. Like those are gonna give him some wins that are gonna look pretty good in the eyes of Heisman voters. Not potential. to mention not having your you do this without your star tight end too is also gonna give a pub. Yeah. So I really don't know what to expect in this game. Like part of me wants to lay it with Georgia, but at the same time, what Georgia are we going to get? Because we've only really seen them turn it on for one game, and that was the Kentucky game where they absolutely dominated. So are they going to turn it on now or what? Yeah, I don't. I think I would lean Florida plus 14 and a half, but I no comfortable locking it up or really anything. Um, Georgia's 1-6 ATS. The only game they covered was that Kentucky game. Exactly. But it was also their biggest opponent, so maybe that's just kind of what Georgia's doing, just sleepwalking until they have to get up for the games. And we also saw that in games like against South Carolina. Vandy. Vandy, when they Auburn. Just, they struggle early, and then the second half, like, okay, let's just go win the game. Because, like, if you... If the Georgia team that played against Auburn shows up for this Florida game... With the way that Florida's running backs are able to run, and you actually have a quarterback that can throw the ball, like unlike Ashford and Thorne, like Georgia could lose that game. One hundred percent. Like you said, I think the biggest key is if Florida has to, if they don't want any chance in this game at all. They got to establish the run early mm-hmm. and be able to open things up for Graham Mertz because as good as Graham Mertz has looked, comparable to the beginning of the year, he's not going to be able to win the game. You're not going to win the game with Graham Mertz's arm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, on both sides, like, both of these defenses are pretty good. I kind of like the under, but also, like, if Georgia just wants to send a fucking message, they could just take this game completely over all by themselves. All right. Oregon's coming to Utah. Oregon's laying six and a half. Overrunners set at 47 and a half. Connor, I think in his last 25 games at home, Kyle Winningham is 24-1. and one. Now, this, I feel like, is a different beast. Yeah. And he is, does not have the quarterback that he desires behind center. But Bryson Barnes has looked pretty good since he's became like the full-time starter. I still, as much as I love Kyle Winningham and I think he's a top-five coach in the sport, it was weird that Nate, is Nate Johnson? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, Nate Johnson, yeah. Like, why he was even playing. That guy was, he was not good. Yeah, I could have just been trying to exploit, like, a matchup against certain defenses. Who really knows, but... I'm not smarter than Kyle Winning. Exactly. So I can't question he, it too He's much. only got one loss on this season, and he's been doing it without Cam Rising. Just like we were talking at work, I... Because you have the Washington future, Oregon future now, right? Yes. I have Oregon State and Washington I placed before the season, and I was like, I have... I'm going to place an Oregon one here soon because I'm like, these are the three teams that are going to play in the title game. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. Utah might just fuck us up. Like, just walking in like the walking dead, like, dragging their feet, like, we're here to play. It's Randy. I didn't hear no bell. Randy Marsh. (laughs) Just, I mean, but I do question, like, is this the game that, like, Utah's magic kind of runs out? This is going to be a totally different game for each one of these teams that they had last season. Obviously, like, Oregon playing Wazoo, they were able to, like, throw the ball. It was a high-scoring game. Utah playing against USC's uh, Swiss cheese defense. Like, we're able to put up points. Yeah, that is one thing I should preface. Like, I, we probably, if you're just thinking, look at the box score and see Bryson Barnes' stats against USC, like, that's, everybody's doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, uh, no offense, Utah was using a safety on a wheel route that, according to Alex Grinch, they hadn't seen on film, even though they had done it in the Cal game. Yeah. That's the level of defense they were going up against. And then, keep going. Go ahead. It, but this Oregon defense is going to be a totally different beast, and honestly, for Oregon, this is probably the best defense that they have played all season. Oh, a thousand percent is. And like the other two cases were when they played against Washington and probably Texas Tech where those games were pretty low, like pretty close. Um, 
So this for me, this game comes down to Utah. Like we kind of know what we have in Oregon. Can Utah defensively create negative plays? They are one of the better teams in the nation. I forget I believe they are top five in number of negative yard plays on defense. On the flip side, though, Oregon is one of the better teams of on offense of not having those negative plays. So can your offense move the ball at all on this Oregon defense and kind of play keep away and hope on the flip side that you do ha- you get like road Bo Nix? Like he didn't he, Bo Nix in on the road at Washington looked very good. Can this Utah like home field advantage be enough to rattle Bo Nix? You get some turnovers, play some keep away, and fuck around and win this game. But for me in this game, I don't really know. I don't. I love Utah. Been right, last two seasons, they've helped me cash on their Pac-12 championship future and have won substantial amount of money betting on them against Utah. But this is a totally different team. This Oregon team is an all-around good team. Yeah, I, Lay I, it with Oregon. I will push back on Bo Nix played well at Washington. A lot of people that I, very, I trust a lot in the college football world kind of questioned a lot of, like, as... He, he was better than Bonix usually was on the road, but he was still missing a lot of guys and throwing a lot of balls. That yeah, I mean, he, he, he missed on all the fourth down plays. I understand that, but still. No, just it, so regular in the game. Was no, the no, game. no, I understand that. He Yes, watching that game. But just at the same time, like we have not really had – the Bonix on the road that we know was – just throwing pick after pick after pick, mm. fumbles, trying to play hero ball, taking long sacks that he shouldn't have been shouldn't be, just like telling him throw the ball away. I just think that Oregon is the significantly better team in this matchup. And it comes down honestly to the quarterback matchup. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as significant. But I, I don't have a player. I would lean towards Utah at home just because of the principle of it. Um, Granted, I got this line at Oregon minus four. Yeah, that's a really fucking good line. Mm-hmm. I would lean the six and a half and take the points at Utah. They're, this is by far, like Washington has an okay defense, but let's see what Bo Nix does against a really fucking good defense in Utah. And it's just the fact that, Again, 24 and 1 at home in the last 25 No, I, I hate that I am going up against that, but I just think this Oregon team is just different. I still think Oregon's very... I think everybody sucks. So, like, there's something still that I'm just like, I'm not really that sold on this team yet. But I'm not... I'm literally not sold on a single team in college football this year. Um, Lastly, the big ones here before we open the rest of the slate. Duke is at Louisville. Louisville is now laying four and a half points over under set at 46 and a half. The battle of Cody's heart versus Cody's wallet. Yes, I do have a... I... Do I have a play? I I, I kind of have a play in this game, and I kind of don't. Obviously, I'm a fan of Duke, mm-hmm. but I also have Louisville to make the ACC title game ticket, and I also have Louisville to win the ACC title ticket. Um, the win total, I, I'm pretty sure is going to cash regardless, so it doesn't really matter here. Um, the problem that all this whole game boils down to the status of Riley Leonard. If Riley Leonard doesn't play in this game, and first, but the problem is it's not going to get announced. It's going to be game time decisions. You're also gambling on the game and gambling on Riley's playing. Because if Riley doesn't play in this game, Louisville is going to route the Duke Blue Devils. I do not know how Duke is going to score the football. Louisville has a stout defense. The backup is terrible. I don't know if, if Riley is not playing. I do not foresee Duke scoring more than 10 points. Okay. I understand that. Now, on the flip side, Duke has a very, very good defense. Yes. Extremely good defense. Now, for me, like, yes, Leonard's health for me does matter. But I think the biggest matchup is going to be this Duke secondary versus 
Jake Plummer. But that's not how Louisville wins games. But here is the thing. Jawar Jordan may not play in this game. Yeah. I, He's dinged up. And now here is the one thing that I look at the most. There, there may be some weather issues in this game. If Duke wants to win this game, all they got to do is replicate the pit game. Cause, create turnovers in a sloppy, wet game mm. where, honestly, the who knows if Jordan's going to play. And that is a big key to this Louisville offense and how it does help the pass game. If you don't have the run game going, like it's going to cause a lot more to be on Jake. And we saw what happened when it lot let, was on him. For that reason, like if Duke's able to get some picks, because what was it, three picks in that pick game? Yeah. And get their offense a short field. And honestly, I love the Duke run game. And even if you don't have Leonard, like he's just going to have to run it down their throat. For me, the play in this game is the under 46 and a half. Yeah, that, that's, that's 100% the play. Again, I don't think Duke doesn't matter if they want to get it. If they get into a sloppy game, to me, it honestly might favor Louisville because Duke, Duke's not going to be able to run the ball because there's going to be eight guys in the box because there is literally zero pass threat. Um, the only way I see Duke scoring more than 10 points is a defensive touchdown. So they would have to get in a situation like that. But again, Jake Plummer played really well in that pick game until they lost the lead. So if Duke, and then they had to, he had to throw them back into the game. So if Duke can get out to a hot start early, but look, but look, Riley Leonard plays this game. Duke's winning this football game. It's going to break my heart, but they're going to win this football game. Yeah, Riley Leonard plays in this game. All bets are off. Yeah, I don't care if, uh, if Jawar Jordan's playing in this football game. If Riley's playing, they're going to win. I That's the problem. I don't really... It's it's one or the other for mm-hmm. me. Duke's won in this game outright. If Riley plays, if not, I'm laying the points with Louisville. But unfortunately, I don't think we're really going to get an update until the game, until it's basically kickoff and the, the bet, all bets are off. If you do see any... Now, this did rise... It started at three and a half. Now it's up to four and a half. It jumped. It went, started at four and went to three and a half. Jumped the point today. So maybe Vegas is indicating that Riley's not playing, but Riley should be worth more than one point in my yes. opinion to this football team. Yes. All right. Let's open up the rest of the slate here, buddy. I will kick it off to you. Give me your first bet here. Uh, first one for me. FSU minus twenty and a half. I mean, here this Wake Forest team is not that good whatsoever. And while I know this is a big number to lay, you have on the on the Wake Forest side a couple injuries at quarterback, so we don't even know who is really playing for Wake. But also at the same time for Florida State, there's a little bit of a revenge factor. Norvell has not beaten Wake. They're 0-3 against Wake in the really? Yes. So I think there's a little bit of a revenge factor there. Uh, And just Florida State just want to flex their muscles and be like, we are the significantly better team. And, I mean, we saw what happened when they went up against Syracuse. That was just a drumming. I don't – yeah. I'm not worried about how big this number is. Lay it. All right, let's get this one out of the way because I just keep going back to it. This one, it might be my my – Second favorite spot of the season. I've played this team here, but I'm give me the plus night team with BYU at Texas this weekend. Um, Malik Murphy obviously is QB one now, and this is his first collegiate start. Well, BYU is third in the nation enforcing turnovers, and outside of one really, really bad game against TCU, and I know it was bad. Keaton Slovis couldn't throw the ball, and if he did throw the ball, we're right to the TCU guys, but. Even with Quinn Ewers, Texas is not 19 points better than BYU. Like, it at most is 14. You're laughing. No, I, I'm laughing. I'm looking okay. at what numbers I actually got and what numbers are at now. It's very weird to me, too. The betting, so the splits kind of favor BYU's getting a lot of the points, but the number just keeps rising there. Um, this is way too big of a number. Um, give me the plus 19. I don't hate it. And this is for Malik Murphy's first start, and he looked really good in 
That's what everybody alludes to. He looked really good in the spring game. It's a spring game. I don't. Yeah, that's, I literally uh, do not that's, care. Uh, that's your team's offense versus your team's defense. Yeah. That's totally different than playing up against a totally different team. And you know, Texas is four is one and four against BYU in the history they've ever played. Yeah, I know. And the one was a missed extra point. They could potentially be on five. Who knows what's going to happen? Are kings of Austin? Give me the nineteen. Very weird to say, but okay. Um, next one for me. Going to the eight. Going back to the ACC. Give me the under forty-four in Clemson, NC State. I just think this game's going to be borderline Big Ten West game. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to end up playing this before the day's over with. That is perfect. I mean, every time they play each other, anyway, when they had. Um, like when DJ was was it Cade might have played in that game. It was last year. Uh I don't remember if they went to him yet. And then Devin Leary on the other side for NC State and it was still disgusting. Yeah. It might have got over at the end of the game, but it was close the, the overtime game. game, I think that ended up being seventeen twenty four. Yeah. But either way, I even without without using last year's history, these two offenses are not good. And on the flip side, they are, have pretty good defenses. I think this it, both offenses are going to kind of struggle to move the ball. Uh, and like for on the Clemson side, how as your teammate or as teammates can you look at Cade after, I mean, Dabo already literally threw him on the bus after the game and said, yeah, Cade pulled that ball it was supposed to be a handoff to Shipley and an easy touchdown or like how do the teammates look there could be a little bit of animosity in the Clemson side so trouble in paradise yeah I'm not I'm not saying don't take NC State plus 10 but also maybe I would lean that way too I know I just don't want to have too many plays on one game but yeah all right I'm gonna play a total here this is something I normally don't do yeah, but normally I'm the total guy. Give me the under 39 and a half in the OU Miami Ohio game. Love this. I'm not uh I was a little bit afraid to give it out. I got it at 40. Love this play. That's a good that's a good number obviously, but um both defenses are elite and they're two of the top ones in the MAC. Um Gabbard is out for Miami. The backup is in who started last season but was very mediocre last year. Gabbard kind of took them to new heights. And there's something just that is just not clicking with the OU offense anyway. And this is a better defense. They've Probably the best defense they might have faced all season. I don't remember the schedule. They have no power fives. I know that. So I like the under here. To me, this game screams. Did you just say OU oh, didn't play a power yeah, five? Yeah, I don't. Did they? Iowa State. Yeah, they beat them. Yes. <laughs> um. That's a, that that. But that game even like went significantly under because yeah, I was on that. I think it was thirteen ten. That win looks better and better by the day. I know, but, but honestly, the shitty thing is the San Diego State loss looks worse and worse every and, day. But again, this should be the asterisk against it. But either way, there's something that's just not clicking for Curtis. Like Curtis Work hasn't been playing bad, but just something isn't there. Yeah, no, I'm on this play with you. Like this game screams ten to seven. Yes, potentially. Uh, for me, next one, very, very high over. Don't fucking care. Give me the over 69. Nice. nice. Uh, in Memphis, North Texas. Yeah, that's, I don't hate that either. Nor, I mean, North Texas. North Texas is what, one of the greatest over teams ever. They are, the over is never out with them and I'm pretty sure they've only allowed one game under but even like last week I had the over in that game they were down 28 to nothing and roared back but yeah, they can and Memphis on the flip side does have a good offense like this this game if you have it on your screen it's just going to be back and forth back and forth yeah Memphis might be able to score 42 on their own in this game too so you only need 28 points from North Texas, Texas, I think yes. that's kind of a layup. Their offense, their offense is the the good thing. I'm just, it's such a big number. The best thing about North Texas when he playing the overs too is 
if, if there's a good offense on the other side, North Texas is either scoring a touchdown in like 45 seconds or they're turning it over or punting in 45 seconds. Yes. And the other team's getting shortened fields. Exactly. That should... I, I, I kind of like that one too there, buddy. I just um, know it's a big number. I know we both have this, but I'm going to give it out because I don't have a ton of plays and not a lot of games I like this weekend. Um, Wyoming plus five and a half at Boise State. Now, Wyoming's definitely a different team away from home and when they're away from Laramie. But I just think even on even on the road, like if you would have told me to make a spread for this game, I think I would have made it like Wyoming like minus two and a half. Yeah. I think the wrong team is favored in this football game. I am worried because this line absolutely stinks out loud. There there is Well, by no, a lot by the metrics, Boise State is still ranked higher. I I get I rankings, get that. Which but, impacts the gambling but, line. But like you know what also factors in on when it comes to gambling, the eye test. And for me, even though I love Boise State, that eye test does not look very good. And you know what? Wyoming, like outside of that Air Force game, finds every way to keep games close. And no offense when I mean, it comes. They only lost by seven, even to Air Force. But but still, like even in any of their other games, they have kept it close. And no offense, like the coaching advantage in this, I think is very significant. Oh yeah. Um. What's the Boise State guy's name? Uh. Out. God damn. He might, he's might be in the verge of getting fired. Yeah, especially with what like the Boise State standard is. But. but at first, I was a little nervous, but then I started to think more. I'm like, this team went into Texas with a backup quarterback and was tied like throughout, like into the fourth quarter with their backup quarterback. Going to Boise is not a big deal. They're used to playing in hostile crowds anyway. Give me Wyoming plus five and a half. Yeah, love that play. We'll be talking about this game in a little bit uh next one for me big 10 unders love them give me the under 40 in michigan state minnesota just gonna be ugly minnesota plays these ugly low scoring games and guess what michigan state will end up doing the same thing am a little bit worried that like at the worst like minnesota might do this all on their own just because I don't know if Michigan State's going to be able to move the ball whatsoever. I mean, they moved the ball in Rutgers, which they, they did pretty comparable defense to Minnesota. They might even have a better defense in Minnesota, but it was also a lot of Rutgers shooting themselves in the foot and getting short fields. As like well I just, I just really see this like ten to seventeen. Is like, this game at Minnesota? Uh, I do, I have not I looked don't, on this game. I don't have uh, it written down where okay. it's at. I was just curious if they were going to put like Kim Jong-un on the Jumbotron if it was at Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> and just double down. Yeah, I mean... Still the funniest moment of this weekend. It's not funny, but it's, it's more just like you're laughing at the like the incompetence. Like, I mean, Michigan schools, like, kind of on fire. Tough year. Tough year for Michigan schools. Um, I mean, we say that, but... Michigan's like number two in the nation undefeated. Yeah. But there's a lot of, obviously a lot of shit going on. Um, all right, I'm going to stick in the Big 12 like I always do. I feel like I bet the most. I like went through my action and saw all the conferences. I think I've bet 12 more games in the Big 12 than my second most conference. Apparently that's the one I've been betting on. But that's also, it was also my most profitable one. So I, I think that shit does matter. I used, I do that for college basketball all the time. And if I'm like halfway through the season and I see him one conference, I'm just, I just, I'm not getting it. Yeah. I mean, like for me, when I was first starting out with betting college basketball, like I, like, yeah, I took some of your plays. Was it Big 12 that you were just killing it? No. Well, to, when I first started doing the college basketball, I was doing very good in the Big 10 because obviously that was the conference I was watching the most. Like last mm. season, I was killing it in the Big 12. That's what it was, yeah. Granted, that was me just constantly hammering the shit out of Kansas State. Yeah, which was helping because the lines never caught up. That, but yeah. I'm, I'm telling everyone out there, it does matter. Mm. If you if you lay out all your records in a conference, let's say in basketball, you're 3-12 and 12 in this conference. You don't know the conference, dude. Quit betting the games. Mm -hmm. Even if there's a line you like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're 12-3 yep. and three in a conference? Bet the hell out of it. Yep. But... I'm gonna take the points with Kansas at home against Oklahoma. Now Jaylen I didn't Daniels want to give this. Playing. 
Yeah, I'm kind of to Cam rising territory with Jalen. Like, I will believe it when I see it. I honestly, I mean, obviously don't think the injury is the same, but, like, expecting him to play. Either way, though, I believe this Kansas team, when Jason Bean knows he is the starter, he is, they. this Kansas team is very good. And I don't know if Oklahoma's good. Yeah, like, I'm, they are like Oklahoma's kind of on some sus alert. I don't want to use the transit properties, but Kansas did beat the shit out of UCF, <laughs> who just gave Oklahoma a run for the. And honestly, remember what happened the last time that Oklahoma went to Lawrence? That was the famous Caleb game, where he, oh, the where rim. they, where Kansas looked like they got the stop on fourth down. And Caleb pulled it out and got the first. That game was like forty-one to thirty-nine. Yeah. And guess who was the quarterback in that game? Jason Bean. Jason Bean, yeah. And he, by the way, we've talked about it a million times on the show. This is his last year in college football. Yes. Um. Also, I read something on Twitter that now this is like speculation, but some people are starting to think the Jalen Daniels thing is like an NIL thing. Yeah, I heard that on another podcast. I don't fully know if it's that. No, I have no speculation. I was yeah. just curious. No, I, I, uh, I don't believe that. I mean, this was the Big Ten, the preseason Big Ten offensive player of the year for a reason. I don't know if he. It. I. I just. I don't, I don't want to speculate against a kid, but he did. There is a little like part of me that has like he has like a little Spencer Rattler syndrome, where he loves himself. Like I mean, the dude wore highlights of his. A chain with this highlight. I just moment. think you know that I, mean? I just think that's uh, nuts on the table. Confidence. Be. Yeah, some could say that, and some could say it's a little bit of arrogance. But either way, Justin, Jason, Jalen, I don't care who's playing this goddamn game. I think Kansas is very, very live in this football game. We'll, we'll be talking about this game in a little bit. Uh, next one for me. Uh, I know it may be hard to back this team after what we saw last week. But the play, the team that they are going up against is significantly worse. Lay it with the Huskies. Washington minus 26 and a half. <laughs> I have such basketball brain. When you say Huskies, oh, I think UConn. I'm like, they're 14-point dogs. <laughs> and Connor's out here just, I, fuck the spread. Give me the money line. Yeah, the plus. Wait, who? Oh, no. God, no, no. They're playing Boston College. I need I need Boston College to win that game because then we are just. Oh, we'll get to that game later. We are just. I am just two wins away from miraculously getting this over on the win total. Oh, God, yeah, you're like the Undertaker, like coming back from the dead. Just reaching out there, no. especially after. Go but, ahead with your play. I'm sorry. But either way, Washington is playing Stanford. Stanford just got completely bent over by UCLA. And more importantly, Ethan Garbers, UCLA. Exactly. So for that reason, and I mean, I think that Washington's going to come into this game pissed off, especially how that Arizona State game went. Just lay it anything under 28 lay it lay it lay it yeah i took the uh this i'll just get in my next one i have the washington team total over 43 and a half this is a get right game get the offense moving this defense sucks um ashton daniels can move the ball every once in a while he either plays he either balls out or just completely plays like shit there's Mm -hmm. no middle ground for him so i was a little nervous to get that to lay the 20 Seven and a half. I don't hate it. I would lean that way. But I think Washington State's scoring at least seven. They're getting seven touchdowns in this football game. Mm-hmm. Even if Penix comes out, it doesn't matter. Yes. Next one for you. That was my play. Oh, okay. I took the team oh, total shit. over 43 and a half. All right. Kind of blanked out there. You're good. Uh, all right. Next one for me. I got this at a great number. I don't care. James Madison is a fucking wagon. Lay the 20 and a half against... God damn it, I'm forgetting. Is it ODU? I'm pretty sure. I think it's ODU. Yeah. Uh, Lay it all. I got this at 17. Oh, yeah. That's a really good number. But even at the 20 and a half. Love James Madison. Jumped three and a half points already. And I still. Granted, I got like these lines. A lot of these lines where there's a significant significant difference between what I got it at and it's because I literally got them when they opened. The CLV is insane there. Mm -hmm. Um. Give me UTSA 
minus 18 and a half at home against ECU. ECU stinks, dude. They just lost a home game to Charlotte. Oh, if they lose this game, then I'm pretty sure I cash their win total under. Thank you for giving me no that. No way. That's, it was what? I think it was six and a half, wasn't it? No, I got it at five and a half. Pretty sure they're one and six. I thought they were one and five. Well, I mean, I guess they could go six and six, though. Well, either way. They're not going. To, trust me. They're trust, not going. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Mike Houston is a dead man walking. I watched. I You know I love discussing football, so it's nothing too crazy. But I watched the entire, entire Charlotte and ECU game. There's a lot of quit in this team. Like I said, Mike Houston's a dead man walking. And since Frank Harris has got back to UTSA, this looks like the UTSA team we've seen the last two seasons. I think this could easily get into the a 30-plus point win here, let alone they can at least win by three touchdowns. I don't – ECU can't score. Like, they're basically Iowa mm-hmm. of the American. Yes. And they don't have the de- – and their defense isn't good either. So, I think this is a complete block. Give me the Roadrunners. All right. Going back to the Pac-12, give me over 55-and-a-half – in Oregon State, Arizona. We'll get to this game eventually. But, well, a little bit more later. Um, but either way, Arizona does have a very good defense. And while I, while I know this Oregon State team is very good, they are a totally different team on the road. And, like, the desert, a lot different than Oregon State. Just ask what, Wazoo how that went for them. Mm. And killed me. But either way, 55 and a half, anything under the 56, honestly, anything up to 58, I love this over. I wanted to lay the three with Oregon State, but to me, there's no, I'm just not confident enough in the fact that they can do it. And when mo- I have a money tied into a 15 to 1 Pac 12 ticket, like obviously they have to win this game to get. To that point, I'm kind so, of upset. Last year, I was Mr. Arizona, loved this team last season, and like, this I was the year. I well, no, I wasn't on them as much this season, and it's just like what Jed Fish is just doing wonders at Arizona. But we'll again, we will talk about this game in a little bit. I'm gonna lay the points at Oklahoma State minus seven and a half at home against Cincinnati. In what planet, maybe to start the season, that hook. Kind of scared me, but the a lot of those hooks when they go the wrong way, like they're not in your favor to lay the points. It's basically baiting. It's more of a bait to the other side to try to take the points. They no, but also the other thing that worried me is like the one thing that has been helping out Oklahoma State is the run game, obviously, and Cincinnati's run defense is pretty good. Yeah, and every other aspect of the team sucks ass. Valid. Valid. You're, I, you're not I wrong. I want to see Emory Jones go into Stillwater and get a win. I think Mike Gundy has his team fired up. The last four games, they have looked like one of the best 15 teams in America. They really have. And I don't know if I'd go that far, but potentially, like, if they win this game, they deserve to be ranked. They're not ranked. How are they not ranked? Who? Oklahoma State? Well, I guess they lost to South Alabama. That kind of Exactly. But, I mean, you have wins over Kansas State, West Virginia, and Kansas in that stretch. Name another team that's got a better three-game stretch than that. Mm. There's not a lot of them. I'm not saying the entire year because it took them a while to get going. Yeah, because, I mean, of course, Gundy was trying to please his wife and let his son play. But if you're going to take away the three for the home field advantage in in Stillwater, you cannot tell me Oklahoma State is not more than four and a half points better than Cincinnati. I think it's a blowout. All right, last one for me. I think this one's an easy bet. Uh, I know you were on Utah State last week. Uh, I didn't want to say. What? I haven't been to Utah State game all year. Yeah, you were on Utah State last week against San Jose State. No. Weren't you? No, I've not been to Utah State game all year. Oh. I'm pretty sure you gave that out as a lock no, last week. No, no, I bet San Jose State to win the game. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. okay. So was I. Um, yeah, I still don't know if the market has completely caught up to the San Jose State. Uh, yeah, you're giving me 10 against Hawaii. Pretty bigger. In a revenge game for Cordero, who was on Hawaii's team to start his career. Yeah, 
lay it all with San Jose State on the island. And while you're at it, to give out my prop bet, Cordero over 237 and a half passing yards. He's going to go off against his own team. It doesn't matter who, if it's the revenge factor or anything, anybody can throw in Hawaii. Exactly. I just watched New Mexico light them up last week because trust me, I was in Hawaii. Yeah, and honestly, I still do not know, like, record aside, I don't know if Vegas has caught up to how good the San Jose State team is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we've referenced it a lot. The schedule to start the year was... Yes. Insane. To begin the season, you wanted to stay away from them, but then to end the season with how the schedule is, this is a very good team. All right, I got two real quick, but they're not like ones I'm giant in. I just really didn't find a bunch of plays I love this weekend. So do your own research on these ones as well. I did lay, I already bet this one, I laid the four with Marshall at Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is not the Coastal we've known when Jamie Chabell was there, and Grace McCall is out this week. Yeah. So I would I that's why I laid the four there. And then I also took the plus fourteen and a half on South Carolina at Texas AM. Mm, I wanted to, but I just just because I as long as now granted It's we, like it, here it, it, the problem with that game is what breaks first? South Carolina's offensive line against Texas AM's good defensive line. Or Spencer Rattler's throwing ability against Texas A&M shit secondary. Exactly. <laughs> so, and I don't think South Carolina wins this football game by any means, but I think they can cover two touchdowns at least. So, um, Plus you have the hook. Yes. I'm going to take the, my – I should have gave this out when I said the game. I forgot. I took – I have a little parlay to get this to even odds. Um, give me Devin Neal. Kansas running back over 50 yards rushing in any time touchdown. You can get a plus 110 actually. Um, Oklahoma cannot stop the run, and he's this is probably the bet. He's better than any back the UCF has, and I expect Kansas to run the ball all over him. Also, don't get crazy. Devin Neal's plus 850 for the first touchdown. <laughs> you and your we've been hot on first touchdowns. <laughs> we might have to start doing a segment. It's been ridiculous. Yeah, and I thought I was Mr. First Basket after the first one. I bet AD cashes, and then the last two have not. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've lost. Yeah, you're up. You're the units up. are out of the world. Yeah, you're you're up on money. Yeah, but I don't know if I've lost, like, more than two in a row. Like, it's insane. Now, granted, that is a – there is a – that is 10% There is so skill. much luck involved. There is 10% skill. Yes. You could – like, again, I've always said – Look you, at red zone targets and everything like that. Yeah, but you could bet Travis Kelsey first touchdown, and Cincinnati, they're playing the Bengals, Cincinnati gets the ball, they run down the field and score. Then Travis Kelsey scores seven touchdowns in the rest of the game. You didn't win your bet. Yeah. It's a lot of luck. All right, yes. Connor, what dogs are barking this weekend? Who's live? Well, we already cashed New Mexico State at plus 114 earlier this week. Uh, referenced it when you were talking about Boise State Wyoming Wyoming plus 170 I do I like I do believe the wrong team is favored and even though that line absolutely scares the shit out of me uh Cal plus 370 I mean what fucking USC team shows up Lincoln Riley's been dealing with pneumonia for the last two practices and you know who they ended up moving up from analyst to like assistant coach? Is it Kingsbury? Yes. Yeah. So now it's like everybody's like, oh, the speculation's on. Uh, Duke plus one sixty. Yeah, especially if Riley's playing, I'd love that. Yeah, because um, I think honestly, there's a good chance if right it, right before a game, if it's like confirmed Riley's playing, like this goes down significantly. Uh, Georgia Tech. Plus three thirty against UNC. You did you know that in the last twelve times that they have played in Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia Tech's ten and two That's against crazy. UNC. Granted, there were that that long stretch where North Carolina was basically like Duke. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, but like good stat. Yes, uh, still plus three thirty, little sprinkle, and honestly, like. Could be a little bit of a spot after what UNC went through last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona, plus 142. Sorry, buddy. Mm, no, I get it. I, I totally get that. Uh, and then last one, Kansas plus 290. Yep. I have the Kansas 290. I have Dub V plus 225 at UCF. I thought about locking that up, and I'm like, you know what? I screw that. I would rather just sprinkle the money line than anything else. Um, now this These last two... 
might be a stretch. I also have the Wyoming. Like, one. is this like a hear me out? So I have. I did put UConn plus four sixty. Fuck you. Against BC, that's a rivalry game, and oh. is not nearly as bad as their record. They were in a lot of close games. Right, Castellanos is going to run all over them. This is one that I would put. This one and the next one are going to be in a parlay, probably together. Just the the Vegas trip parlay, basically. They're not going to hit, but why not throw a couple bucks at it? And I, I I'm going to take BYU plus seven twenty. So Jesus. I don't think Texas is that good. And who knows with this quarterback? Oh, but you know what's going to happen. if As soon as Murphy struggles, throw an arch. The, and then you, you know the fans are going to be calling for it. Oh, God, yeah. They will be calling for it after Murphy's first incompletion. And also, I mean, there's, there's some people out there that are, but I don't think there's a podcast as a whole in the country that's probably more skeptical of Arch Manning being like a good quarterback. Than us, not oh yeah, <laughs> not saying that he's gonna be bad by any means. We just have questions. Yeah, I mean, it looks if, like if that if we've I mean we've talked about it at lengths before. Like if the last name wasn't Manning, oh yeah, like he might still be a five star, but he would probably be a fringe four. Mm-hmm. Like I watched a ton of his highlights. It dude, the kids look like they're five six, two hundred fifty five pounds of fat. Just like big fall, big fat slobs trying to tackle him. Future co-workers with us. They're they're the former factory workers of America. They just look like a bunch of like like hillbillies like out there trying to tackle them. I who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, good luck to everybody this weekend. We'll be back to recap all the games on Monday. We're out of here. Peace.